Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Hangover. My name is Carl. I'm not Shane. My name is Zach, and I'm not Chris. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> As you can hear by our sultry tones and the lack of the other two sultry tones, uh, we're at two people again. Um, Shane tagged out to do work things, I'm sure, with his new or, job. Or having dinner with his dad who lives in Nebraska. Oh, that's right. That is today. <laughs> oh, I hope CJ comes over. That'd be awesome. <laughs> no, you haven't met Shane's dad. Shane's dad's great. Um, he's, he's good stuff. Um, <laughs> I totally forgot that that was what, what was happening. Um, so, and then Chris is in Kentucky. Kentucky for work. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, or placing very early bets on the, uh, Kentucky Derby when he doesn't even know the horses yet. He's like, all my all my money on number 12. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> Alright. Um, so yeah, it's just Zach and myself tonight. It's good to be back. Uh, yeah. You're always here, so we, pre- try. we appreciate that. Yeah. I think you've only missed like one week. One week so far in <laughs> almost a full year. Oh my god, it has been almost a full year. We've done a lot of these. We've done, we have. We're almost, we're in mid-30s, I think. We're on episode like 38, 39? Something like that. Have you gone back and listened to any of like, the originals? Like the first ones? Oh yeah, I have. <laughs> uh, they weren't as rough as you think. Cause remember we did a couple practice ep- episodes that we never put out. Oh, that's right. So Those would be gold. Those would be... Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> blooper episode. But, so let's, uh, let's move into the crazy world of the NFL. Alright, so some of the quick outs. Uh, <laughs> as of today... Um, as the fantasy footballers so eloquently put, um, breaking news, Mike Malarkey and the Tennessee Titans agree to a contract extension. Wait, hold on, Carl, we have more breaking news. Oh, new breaking news. Uh, Mike Malarkey and the Tennessee Titans have agreed to part ways. Um, that, that was really bizarre. Like, he won, he won the playoff game, which was kind of the determining factor for his job. And so they're like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, we'll discuss something. And then they're like, nah, we're all and right. And now that you lose to the Patriots, now you're going to let someone go? Losing to the Patriots is like losing to the Patriots. It's inevitable. Right. Like, how Unless do- you're the New York Giants. <laughs> yeah, Tom Coughlin. Yeah, or Tom Coughlin, which we might find oh, out this weekend. Oh, that's right. Ooh, <laughs> delicious. I love it. Um, so Mike Malarkey is out of the uh, gig in Tennessee. Um, that's... It kind of puts them in a tough spot for trying to find a coach, because... Unless I mean, they're going to try to make a last-ditch last effort to get McDaniels on the bandwagon. That's the only thing you can think of, but it sounds like McDaniels is going to Indianapolis at this point mm-hmm. for, with Andrew Luck. I've also heard him tied to the New York job, which would give him the number three overall pick with an organization that needs a quarterback so he can groom that quarterback to be his guy. Right. So we'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting. But as of right now, other than malarkey, I don't really think there's any worthwhile coaching news. 
Um, not really. Just a bunch of rumors. Because we're still waiting on the Patriots to lose. That's lose or yeah. win the Super Bowl. That's what we're waiting on right now. Right. We, we need their season to end, yeah. essentially. Um, the only other possible coaching rumors, aside from McDaniels to possibly the Colts and Patricia to possibly the Lions, um, is um, Pat Shermer from the Minnesota Vikings. To the cart link's been linked to the he's Cardinals, been linked to the right? Cardinals and the Giants. Oh, and the Giants okay. and the Giants. Um, most recent was the Giants today. They were talking that it seems pretty likely. Okay. Um, but we will we will see how that goes. Um, I'm sad there won't be any Chubb love in the in the draft this year. We're gonna have Nick Chubb, I think, but we will not have Bryce Love. No, Bryce Love decided to go back for his senior year, which isn't a bad choice on his part. It, and hear me out. Well, he was probably a second-round guy. He was probably going to be a second-round guy because he was maybe fourth, the fourth running back. Fourth to fifth, fourth I would fifth. say. So, I mean, he comes back for another year. If he can, if he doesn't get injured and he can, you know, show that he can continue doing, you know, put up Heisman-worthy yep. numbers like he did this year, he's going to be a first-round draft pick. Yeah. Like, he can put himself on that level of, you know, a guy, sort of, maybe not a Barkley, but yeah, he can but, put himself in the first-round contention, like, a late first rounder next season. Yeah. Um, speaking of college players and um, prospects, the East West Shrine game is this weekend, uh, Saturday, I think at like three o'clock on NFL network. Doesn't mean a ton, but in the past it has, you've seen a lot of like, there have been players that have come and had their draft stocks skyrocket. Oh yeah. Because of the Shrine game. You look at like, Josh Norman, Jimmy Garoppolo, Julian Thomas. Like, those are three names that pop into my head from the Shrine game. Wasn't... You mean Julius Thomas? Yes, that's... Okay. Yep. Wasn't um, Noah Spence another one of those guys, too, that played in the East-West Shrine, Shrine game? Or he was he the Senior Bowl? Um, I think he was the Senior Bowl. Okay. Um, but, I mean, you've got... They're essentially kind of the same thing. Yeah. Really, they are. Yeah. I mean, you've got, you've got some interesting names for the Shrine game. Like, I mean, you've got, like, JT Barrett, the quarterback from... Uh, oh, he, well, he's he's not an NFL quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback. He has ten inch hands. He's he's not an NFL he has backup. Huge hands. He he's a tight end or a wide receiver. Yeah, look similar to what the old Gophers guy did with Miami. Uh, Jonas Gray. Yeah. Yep. Where um, he's now a tight end. Similar to what another Ohio State quarterback did with the Houston Texans. Terrell Pryor. Terrell. Wait, uh, no, you're no. talking about Braxton Miller. I'm talking about Braxton Miller, but Terrell Pryor, too. Terrell Pryor, too. It's like Ohio State can't produce quarterbacks. They can only produce athletes. Athletes. Yeah, weird how that works. Um, So, East-West Shrine game is kind of a playoff game, if you will. It's a showcase. It's a showcase. I wouldn't say playoff game, but it's I'm, a showcase. I'm really trying to segue. I'm trying to segue super hard. Um, Well, let's just get straight to it. Let's get straight to it. The uh, divisional round was this past weekend, and there were some good games. There were some bad games, but there was a couple. There were entertaining. There games. were two bad, ga- two non-entertaining games, and two entertaining games. I would say the Saturday games with the Falcons and Eagles matchup was two teams who did not look like they belonged where they were. And then Agreed. the Patriots Titans matchup featured one team that did not look like they belonged where they were. That, that was brutal. Uh, Aside from a couple Corey Davis highlights. Yeah, which he got his first career touchdown and happened to be in a postseason game, which good for him. Um, but no, he, he looked solid throughout the game. I think he led the team in receiving. I think, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, Derrick Henry got shut down, but now we will have New England and 
Philadelphia advancing on, both number one seeds. Yep. And then we get to Sunday's games. And we'll go in chronological order here. Yeah. Um, so, so Sunday starts off with Jacksonville against Pittsburgh. And the first half of this game was pretty much all Jacksonville. The first quarter. The first quarter. The first quarter. Because the first were... quarter they had a 21 to nothing lead. Yeah. In the first quarter, off of a beautiful interception by Miles Jack. That was pretty... Absolutely fantastic. I mean, they were the entire team was running on the back of Leonard Fournette at that point, though. Yeah, they were. They Leonard Fournette had three touchdowns in the game. Um, but no, it, this was a tale of, two, of a team that essentially shot themselves in the foot with Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Because they were making critical errors at critical times... And it came back to bite him because they only wound up losing the game by three. To start off down 21 nothing and to lose a game by three points, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, it's also... Uh, um, here's a weird thing or that I was looking at. Have the Jaguars given up 40 points yet this year? Or is that the most points they had given up all year? I'm about 90% sure that was the most they gave up all year. I can't... I legit cannot believe that a, they scored forty-five points, but B, they gave up forty-two points. Like, yeah, well, they gave up five hundred yards passing. Mm-hmm. Oh no, sorry, four hundred yards passing, five touchdown passes. They had one pick, but they, they're Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers did really expose Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. But the problem was that Jacksonville didn't make mistakes. Right, Jacksonville didn't have a single turnover in the game. Mm-hmm. What a Blake Bortles. Yeah, exactly. Um. Oh, we... And then, so... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Carl. <laughs> and at the time of Jacksonville's victory, Blake Bortles was the only undefeated playoff quarterback in NFL history. Yep. Um. So our conference championship game, which is this weekend, mm-hmm. will be Jacksonville traveling to Foxborough to play New England. And that will be the first game on Sunday, which I believe is Sunday at noon three. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the times of the games yet. I think it's early afternoon because I believe the NFC Championship is closer to like 5 or 6. Gotcha. Um, But so, you know, I hope Jacksonville takes it. I really do. Mm -hmm. But I, I, in all honesty, it's it's Tom Tom Brady. So I'm going to pick the Patriots. It's the Patriots to lose at this point. Yep. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see Bill Belichick try and pick apart that defense. I agree, because I think that they have a lot of weapons that match up well with what the Patriots do. They have a lot of athletic athletic linebackers and safeties that can match up well against Gronk. They've got speed on the outside to match up with their speedy wide receivers. Yep. I was initially talking to Shane about this the other day, and I think that at the time, I thought Jalen Ramsey should be the one to cover Gronk. Because Jalen Ramsey is their best cover person. And name a weapon that's bigger on the Patriots offense than Gronk. You, you can't. You can't. But one thing I was thinking about, too, is Telvin Smith is also a very fast former safety that played for Florida State who is now a linebacker. That's true. I think he could keep up with Gronk. He has the size, and I think he definitely has the speed. So I think he, him versus Gronk will be the matchup to watch. I would agree with that, yeah. Um, now... There, there was something that kind of happened in Minnesota in in the game on Sunday. It oh, may oh. have been one of the biggest playoff moments in NFL history. 
I would say it's been the biggest since um, the 2011 divisional games. Well, uh, for a divisional series, I would, oh, for a divisional series game, I'm thinking playoffs. Period. I mean, it's hard to beat 28 to three. But. Well, no, but I'm I mean an individual moment though. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As an individual moment, I'm not saying game. As an individual moment, yeah, that's... this might be one of the best in NFL playoff history. Because <laughs> in case somehow you missed it, the Vikings. I'm sorry. You know what, Carl? You do the honors as a Vikings fan. Well, the Vikings were up seventeen to nothing after the first half. If, since we're talking about people blowing leads, yeah, um, they were up seventeen nothing, and with about three minutes left of the game, something like that, it was twenty-one to twenty Saints. So the Vikings basically were playing to not lose, and they ended up starting to lose. Um, there were another lead change with about, um, so that was oh. So the Vikings took the lead 21 to 20 with about a minute 50, uh, two minutes, 10 seconds left. Um, New Orleans drove and because it's Drew Brees, um, converted on a fourth and 10 and then they kicked the go ahead field goal with 25 seconds left. So at this time, the score is now 23 to 20 or no. Yeah, 23 to 21. No, 24. 20, it was 24 to 20. 24 to 21. Yep, they kicked 24 23. Because the game ended 29. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, anyways, so they kicked the field goal, take the lead with 25 seconds left. It, it, it was done. It, it was done. We paid our tabs. We were putting on our jackets. We yep, were we were getting ready to go. And, and then. And then 10 seconds left, third and 10, ball on the Vikings 39. 39 yard line. Um, if you don't know what happens next, go on the internet Google and just it. watch, listen. It, uh, did you listen to Paul Allen's react? Okay. And then I listened to Pete Bursich stomp all over his <laughs> touchdown call, which I like that. I, I got a couple more to show you after we're done with podcasts the, here. The video game one was gr- the Madden one. Did you see yes. that one? Yep. The that one, one you sent out. <laughs> the player has exited. Right the as Stefan Diggs catches the ball. It's a, uh, it's a, Photoshop video or photo of a game of Madden where it says this player is disconnected from the game after Diggs catches the ball. It's too perfect. But anyway, long, long story short, the Vikings ended up winning the game on a last second touchdown throw. Um, that rookie. never should have happened. It should have never Marcus happened. Williams as a rookie. It sucks for him. He played at a really high level this year he, as he played, a second round pick. He was a fantastic addition to that defense. Yep. He, just it was a bad it was a bad bad rap. Right. That's all it was. It was a bad play. Was, Players make them all the time. He was trying not to get defensive pass interference, which yep. would have brought the ball to pretty much the thirty yard line for like a forty-ish yard field goal. Yeah, which I which everyone was saying get out of bounds, get out of bounds when he would after when he caught, he caught the, ball. the ball. But then when people realized that he has no one within fifteen yards of him in front of him. At and that he, point, just use that four four speed. Exactly, and boy, did he! Oh, it makes me so happy to say that the Minnesota Vikings, the number two seed, will be facing the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia on Sunday. Uh, now you just have to play four more quarters, Carl. Four more quarters, and then I can finally, um, finally see the Vikings in a Super Bowl. 
It's they've only tried to do it three times in my lifetime. They've only gotten to this point three times, and you know it's funny. It, it, and I don't, you know, the game's gonna go whichever way it's gonna go this weekend. Yeah. But if somehow Jacksonville upsets New England, mm-hmm. which right now they're favored by nine and a half, New England's favored by almost ten points over Jacksonville, the team with the number two defense in the NFL this year. Jesus. Um. But if they somehow manage to beat New England and Bill then there will be three teams that have a chance at winning their first Super Bowl title between huh. Jacksonville New England, or uh, yeah, Jackson- Minnesota and Philadelphia. Philadelphia. None huh. of those teams have won a Super Bowl title yet. And somewhere Jeff Fisher is looking at the NFC Championship game going, yeah, maybe it is my fault. Because he coached both Case Keenum oh, and Nick yeah, Foles. And Nick Foles. <laughs> And well, well, to be fair, the Eagles were already thirteen and one, or thirteen, or thirteen and two, or what was it? No, twelve and two. Twelve and two. When once went down, I mean, yeah, yeah. They yeah. pretty much just handed him the first round buy on a platter. Right. They said, just don't screw this up. Our de- yep. just ride the defense, which he he kind of did. Um, they the Falcons were one yard away from winning that game. They were a. Julio Jones mistiming. Well, no, they were literally one, the play before they got tackled at the one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The play before it was done at the one yard line. So once again, another playoff game came down to one yard. Hmm. Um, and Julio Jones may be coming up later in this podcast. FYI, Ooh. just as a heads up. Um, so moving on from playoff talk, uh, in, enjoy the playoffs. Just enjoy them for what they are. It's, it's great. It's great football. It's what it is. Don't ex. Out of the two games this weekend, I would say neither of them really excite me because it's in Philadelphia, Minnesota, you're going to have a lot of defense. Mm-hmm. In New, New England and Jacksonville could be an entertaining matchup. It's going to be a chess match. But I, exactly. It's not going to be an entertaining matchup where you're going to see 45 to 42. Right. It's going to be a matchup where you might see 17 to 10, 17 14, but it's going to be how can Brady overcome the defense of Jacksonville? For sure. That's that's what it's going to be. Because, I'm sorry, but none of the skill position players on New England are, I think, in the same breath as skill position players for Pittsburgh. I don't. They don't have an Antonio Brown. They don't have a Le'Veon Bell. Right. I don't even know if they have a Juju. <laughs> or Martavis Bryant. We saw that connection coming to fruition again in the Jacksonville game with Martavis Bryant's huge like 40 yard touchdown yeah and he's already trying to push to get out of Pittsburgh again oh he has been for a while yeah I know but it had stopped for a little bit and then he was he tweeted or did something after the loss but But my picks right now are going to be New England and I am going to pick Minnesota as well as a Minnesota Vikings fan I, I can't in good consciousness make a prediction because I don't well, we already blamed Joe Buck for almost causing the Vikings to lose. It's true. Because in case you didn't know during that game, right before the Vikings are about to jump onto the field to take a game-leading field goal try, Joe Buck and the Fox anchors decided it's a great time to show the two biggest missed field goals in the Vikings' history of their franchise with Gary Anderson in 98... Technically 99. 99. Yeah. The 98 season. Yeah. And Blair, Blair Walsh, Walsh about three years ago, two years ago, 
against Seattle when he missed like a 19-yard kick. He missed an extra point. <laughs> he Ooh. missed less than an extra point. Yeah. But anyway, so moving on with our extended outs. Um, Big Ben said he won't retire, so he still might retire. Yeah. Yeah, that pretty much. And, a, and I heard today, too, that he also wants Todd Haley to stay the offensive coordinator. That's a choice. Which, all um, right. I don't know if I agree with that choice, but that's a choice. Granted, they did put up 42 points on one of the best defenses in the NFL. That is a valid point. So maybe they're not doing something wrong. But he probably should have ran on fourth down. He probably should have ran on fourth down. Or just done better. Yeah. <laughs> Convert. You're getting paid millions of dollars. It, <laughs> as we hide behind our microphones. You should have converted. <laughs> yeah, but at least we're not doing it on Twitter. It's true. We could. We have that. We, we have the power. That medium but, is there. But no, no. That's all right. Um, they get paid to do that. And our final little tidbit goes to a uh, gentleman by the name of Ruben Foster, who had a lot of red flags coming out of college, which dropped him to a second round pick. Was that? Well, it, no. It was, he was still a first. And it wasn't. A, the reason he dropped was a largely due to his medicals. Well, it was due to what he. And also him getting like, kicked, getting out, of kicked the... out of the combine. Yeah. That didn't help. But, um, yeah, he got arrested for marijuana possession this last weekend. Uh, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yeah, in Alabama. So not, you know, they say that trouble can follow you. Well, the trouble only seems to be following him in Alabama. So maybe it's time he should stay away from Alabama. Not right. Uh, it's, I, we can get into this another time. We've, we've yeah. talked about this. We know how we, well, well, yeah, we're, we know where we stand. So let's, let's get into our main topic. What do you say? All right. Let's, oh, I don't have a beer. Oh no. Um, Carl is now running through the kitchen. He is taking a lap. Oh, he's opening the fridge. He is on his way back. He's taking a lap around the table, and he's almost back to his chair, and he's sitting down, and he has a beer. All right, so we are going to crack the case on our new topic. That's what Shane says, right? Just yeah. go. <laughs> Um, so we're going into a little bit of, um, so we do want to de delve into a little bit of dynasty stuff here. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about, we're going to just touch, like just poke with a finger rookies a little bit later. But right now, well, I mean, what are we poking? Are we poking, poking like a bubblegum bubble? Because if so, it's going to pop pretty easy. We'll see what we're poking. Um, the take bear. The, take, <laughs> poking the bear. Um, but first we want to go over a few, um, players that. Um, we want to talk about for like buying low and selling high during this off season. Um, so if you're, if you're, if you are playing in dynasty, dynasty never ends. Nope. And so even when you're losing, you're still winning. And so you always want to be kind of like looking ahead being like, okay, what are some players that I might be able to sell high if they're maybe coming off of a really good season that, you know, maybe they're losing their head coach or losing their offensive coordinator and you don't think they're going to have another good year. Can you, turn that player into a first or a second round pick um, to help bolster your team for the future. Like maybe you have a little bit of extra depth that 
their position and you can afford to lose, you know, said person. Um, or you got a guy like, let's say like Larry Fitzgerald, for example. Oh yeah. yeah. Who at this point is still under contract and is still playing in the NFL. If you could find somebody to trade partner with him right now, I don't think that would be a bad idea because there's no guarantee he's going to be here in three months. Right. And that's the great thing about dynasty is because it goes year round, you can make this trade right now if you want. Mm-hmm. In most leagues, most leagues don't have a have a shut off time, where there's nothing that can be done. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Larry Fitzgerald is a fantastic example. So we're gonna talk go by each position. We each picked someone, and we'll probably touch on a, maybe a couple of other players at said positions. Um, but we each picked someone to buy low and sell high on, uh, going into this off season and going into the next season. Um, Zach, did you want to start? We'll just We'll just start with quarterback. Yeah. We'll go quarterback. Let's say go quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. We'll end with the grossest ones. Sounds good. All right. So my buy, buy, my, I, I hate to call it buy low because it's not really buy low at this time, but I am, I'm going to buy on Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to pay that premium for his, for what he can do. I think I said this before, I think him and Sean McVay are the next big wide receiver or next big quarterback head coach duo. McVay's going to be around there for years. He turned that team around completely in the one off season he had with him. Uh, and Goff looked like an NFL quarterback this year. You know, was it the numbers that Carson Wentz was putting up? No. No, but you also don't have to have that guy to ha- be able to win a title. Mm-hmm. And most often than not, I would say the people that have the number one ranked quarterback or the number two ranked quarterback aren't winning their championships because they're them focusing so much on that quarterback being elite is taking away from their other positions. They could trade that quarterback because other people value quarterbacks higher. Mm-hmm. Like if I had, if I had a guy in actually, I'm going to mention right now, my cell category, I should have done this last year, but Matt Ryan is my cell because yeah. with, he showed that without Shanahan, he's not going to put up the same numbers that he has before. He's went back down to his Andy Dalton, Esque numbers, which is good. They're not the worst, mm. but they're not what's going to help lead you to a title. You, you know, if you have a guy who maybe just had Carson Palmer retire, or who's got Big Ben Roethlisberger, you know, Tom Brady, offer him a guy like Matt Ryan to help transition into that next era of quarterback for him to start, but also get something out of it. You could probably get a second round pick for Matt Ryan in the right situation for sure. Um. Absolutely, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, my buy low, and it, I'm, I'm buying in on Derek Carr right now. Okay. And if you look at what like John Gruden has done with quarterbacks in the past, he's turned them around. He's turned, you know, he helped turn Rich Gannon into. Uh, you know, turning him from a journeyman into a possible NFL MVP candidate. Yeah. He turned Brad Johnson into a quarterback that could lead a team to a Super Bowl win. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does the, and I mean, you can go all the way back to when he was an assistant with the Packers, but Brett Favre. Brett Favre. And, and, yeah. Yep. But you look at this, like, there's still so many weapons in Oakland, even, like, it, it would suck to lose um, Michael Crabtree. Yeah. But Amari Cooper is, has that first round pedigree if he can learn to catch and hold onto the ball. Um, 
but Derek Carr has the potential to, I think, become a top. I I would say he has the potential to be a top five quarterback in this league. I agree. And I think John Gruden is going to help him do that. And I think that you could probably get a you could probably get Derek Carr for cheaper than you think. Because right now the Oakland Raiders have a bad stigma on them that they're not very good. That Carr regressed, which. Yes, Derek Carr did regress this last year compared to where you had thought he should have been and where he would hope he would have been. Mm-hmm. But there were also a lot of other factors that went into that too. He was coming off the injury. Yeah, he got injured midseason. He got in not in mid. He got injured like right before the playoffs, like two weeks before the playoffs last year. Uh, well, I'm saying this year when he hurt his back. Oh yeah, and then when he hurt his back again this year. Yep. So yeah, he, he's been playing hurt. The team really underachieved, but. And I, and I do agree with you that Derek Carr is definitely still going to be a serviceable back, serviceable back. Right now, I see him more of a top 10 guy than a top 5 guy. Mm-hmm. But even still, you want a top 10 guy. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know what I would give up for him. I, I would say I'd put him in the same... Maybe a late first. Late first to early second if I'm a team that needs a quarterback to contend. But you could also find other quarterbacks elsewhere. Right. So what do you got for your uh, sell on? This is a toss-up. Originally, I had Kirk Cousins, but I don't okay. know how high you could sell Kirk Cousins, to be honest. Probably not very high because you don't know where he's going to be. Exactly, and that's... But that could also boost his, you know, bolster him because you can make that argument when you're selling him. But that's not who I'm going with. Who I'm going with is Cameron Newton. Fair. Cam Newton, he is... This is kind of going off of what you said about having top quarterbacks. Um, we have talked at at length during this podcast about streaming quarterbacks yep. and being able to stream quarterbacks and still make the playoffs. You have a serviceable, serviceable guy. Right now, Cam Newton is coming off of a, I think he was a top seven, top five quarterback. He was, I think, top three. So, I mean, you got yeah, one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL Fantasy-wise, with both legs and an arm, you could probably turn him for a, for a first. He's young enough. Well, I mean, wait, what? Do you think you could? Do you think you could turn Cam Newton into a first-round pick? Given how much he has struggled since his MVP season, probably not. Probably not. I would say, if you if you're going to get a first, it's going to be a very late. It's going to yeah. be to a team that. It would have to made be it to the finals or the semifinals of your playoffs. Right. It would have to be like a late first, early second, and probably go to a team that maybe maybe they have like Carson Wentz, who you don't know if they're gonna if he's gonna have someone if you don't know if Carson Wentz You don't know is if Carson sp- Wentz is gonna be there week one. Right. Um or someone that had Carson Palmer or um possibly like Eli Manning or something. Yep. You know, someone that has one of these quarterbacks that has question marks. You could turn him for if not a late first, early second pick, you could probably turn him for a decent player. I mean, yeah. Like oh, yeah. I would I would say you have a better chance of getting a player out of him than yeah. a pick. Yeah. Just because the players are already, like, the known commodities. Right. Um. So, and, and people love rookies. Me, myself included. I am one of those people that I love my rookie picks. Right. Are you going to try and trade me for the first overall pick again? <laughs> you know, Carl, you never know. Yeah. I've had the first pick three years in a row in that league. I might as well try to go for a fourth. 
That's kind of impressive. Like, it is, and I've also built an impressive stable with it. Yes, you have. You got second place this year. Uh, no, this year I got fourth. Got this fourth. year I got fourth because I lost oh, to Shane in the semifinals. Shane? Oh, I, you, yep. you lost in the third place match? Oh, yeah, I lost to Chris in the third place yeah. match. Todd Gurley, it was one of his playoff weeks. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so 48 points out of that. If I wouldn't have had Todd Gurley, or if I wouldn't have had to go against Gurley, I probably would have won, but... <laughs> But I had to go against Curly. Yeah, you had to go against you know the freaking golden god of yeah of the playoffs of the playoffs. So, all right. Well, let's move on to running backs. Some um, I'll I will start on this one. Okay. Um, this is another one that's maybe not buying low, but I'm buying um I'm buying Marlon Mack. Okay. Um, especially if um McDaniel's can get in there as the head coach, but also because Frank Gore's. Getting up there. I mean, I don't think he's going to be the, you know, the... The only way he comes back to Indy next year is if Luck is there. If Luck is not healthy and playing, there's no way he comes back to Indy. I I would agree with that. For, um, Gore, Gore's body can't put up with what he went through this year. Still a thousand yards. Still number top 24 running back in The in dude fantasy. will always be a running back two. He will not stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Nope. Um, but Marlon Mack is kind of the heir apparent to that running game. He is showed, he, though? He showed good progress throughout he, this year. And have, he, have you heard that the Indianapolis Colts, who happen to have the third overall pick in the draft... Are they looking Saquon? They covet Saquon Barkley. They are looking to pair Barkley with Luck. They should also covet trading down and getting more picks to get enough to get an offensive line because I mean that, there sucks Adrian Peterson and Barry Sanders in their prime would have difficulty running behind that offensive line yes. well maybe not Barry Sanders Barry Sanders could run behind any line he could run behind a peewee squad and be like nah I'm good guys don't worry about it just a bunch of matadors just going ole he goes alright I'll run back for 10 yards and then run forward for about 70 well it's I fine. mean Barry Sanders does have the most negative yardage plays in the history of the NFL. And he should be the all-time <laughs> NFL rushing leader. Barry Sanders is... He's, I, go, he's goat number three. Uh, I w- uh, technically, he's goat number two, because I'd put Rice goat one, then Barry, then Tom, just because of when they came into the leagues. Oh, this could be a good good discussion of who we think the greatest player of all time is at certain positions. Yeah, we'll we'll save that for we'll save that for later. Yeah. Um, bookmark, bookmark, can we bookmark this? But uh, who do you got for selling, Carl? Um, selling, I'm selling Lashawn McCoy. Fair enough. I Which I did in real life. You did. Um, I got a very high second round pick. Yep. Um, it was I think it's the third overall second round pick or second, it's third or second. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's a high second. Um, in a ten team league, I would have liked to have gotten a late first, but. I'm I'm happy with what I got because it gives me more ammo to move back into the first. Yeah. But LaShawn McCoy is coming off of another great year. I think he was the fourth or fifth leading rusher in the NFL this year. Something like that. Like, the dude just... no. It doesn't matter the team around him. He almost always puts up numbers. He was the number seven in our uh, MFL league. He was the number seven running back um, behind both New Orleans guys, Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt. Le'Veon Gurley. Yep. But, I mean, he's still a running back one. He's... I feel like every year, though, his body is breaking down more and more on him just because of the punishment he takes. 
I mean, he wasn't healthy for the playoff game they played a couple weeks ago. I, I 100% agree that if you can sell LaShawn McCoy for a first, right now you sell him for a first. Oh, fudge, yeah. <laughs> I'm not putting that NS, NSF up view on there. Um, but no, yeah, it's he. he's a great sell, sell high candidate, especially if you're a team that's just coming off of a playoff run. You want to get younger at the positions. This is a great year with how many running backs are coming out to trade trade some trade in some oldies to get a goodie to get a new goodie oh for sure uh, you know upgrade that phone yeah there you go upgrade that phone you've had that galaxy s4 for so long you deserve an s8 i'm so sad my phone died today and i have to use an <laughs> s4 um it's fine it's only like six years ago model five but, years ago model but you know it still works oh i'm sure I'm, it still works fine it's a phone it's a yeah <laughs> Um, all right, so we'll go on to my buy and sell for running backs. Yeah. My buy is going to be Jamal Williams. Uh, Jamal Williams is coming off of a somewhat impressive rookie campaign. Um, he was injured for a lot of it. Aaron Jones took over for a bit, and then Aaron Jones got in, got hurt, and then got into some trouble. And then Joel, Jamal Williams came back. It was kind of just uh, kind of a kind of a circus act at the running back position in Green Bay this year. But Jamal Williams was a great downhill runner. He looked good in the passing game. And I think he has the potential to be Green Bay's next running back. I could definitely see that. He, yeah, he showed flashes this year. Um, he was a higher draft pick. So, I mean. Yeah, he was a third, third rounder round compared yeah. to a fifth, I think. Yeah. Or so, a fourth I mean, to a sixth, something like that. So, they clearly saw something in him. Yep. Um, and he, he had talent coming out of BYU. Yeah. Um, coming out of college. So, I I like that. Um, I I think you can get him for pretty cheap right now, so that's that's a good flyer to take. Like, no, this this is all because Aaron Rodgers is still in Green Bay. Oh, if yeah. something happens where Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay because he technically can opt out of his contract this year, if he for some reason opts out and leaves Green Bay, then don't don't buy Jamal Williams. Yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah, yeah, yeah. you 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 don't buy him. Yeah. You, you don't you don't buy anyone on Green Bay. Nope. And my sell is very tough to say. Oh, say it. It's Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon a prayer. Two days before their playoff game against Jacksonville, Le'Veon Bell made a statement stating that if he gets franchised again, he would consider either retiring or sitting out until he got a new contract. Le'Veon Bell is the best running back right now in the NFL. Skill-wise, he has everything. He catches the ball. He runs, he runs the ball. He runs through people. He, he runs around people. He should be making, on a guaranteed contract, 12 to $15 million a year. Because he is the... Most important weapon to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he stayed healthy this year. And he stayed healthy all year long. He was never injured. I think he had one down game all year, and that was at the start of the season. Yep. He might have had two. Mm -hmm. He did have one game where he had to leave, I think, and James Conner came in for a little bit, but that was like... Yeah, yeah. I don't... I don't. It was never a big deal, let's say. It, did, it probably didn't right. win or lose people weeks, but... Mm -hmm. He is a guy that right now, if you have someone who can give up their first this year and their second this year, 
maybe even a first next year. You'll get him. Yeah. Uh, while I say sell on Le'Veon Bell, I also say buy. <laughs> yeah. Because if someone's willing to offer you Le'Veon Bell, you listen to what their offer is. Because everybody is different. There is no set price where this person has to go for this every single time. It is. It's a. It's a buyer and seller's market. Every league is different. Mm-hmm. Every league has different people in it. They have different opinions and different beliefs and feelings. Some people are going to put Le'Veon Bell as their running back ten next year. Some people are going to put Le'Veon Bell as their running back one. Some people might have him even lower than that. Who knows? I hope not. I hope not. He makes some choice. But, but it depends on his situation and what goes on in Pittsburgh over the next few months. For sure. So if he does get tagged again, I say sell him. Sell him for what you can before those rookie draft before those rookie drafts start. But that's all I really have to say about Bell unless you have anything to add to that, Carl. Um no, that kind of sums up Le'Veon Bell like I would <sighs> Yeah. It, it, it it's there's just so many question marks in Pittsburgh yep. at this moment. Um But for those of you who took James Conner in your rookie drafts last year. Mm, you're kind of hoping Le'Veon leaves Pittsburgh. You hope for that retirement. You, you, you well, hope no, 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 no. You don't hope for the retirement. <laughs> you hope he doesn't get tagged. Oh, let's I... let's not let the best running back in the NFL retire at age 26. Barry Sanders can... Well, Barry Sanders is like 28, 29, but... Barry Sanders is like 30. Still. He, <laughs> but he ran for a lot of yards. He ran for a lot of yards he and ran retired for like young. 1,500 yards, and he was like, yeah, I'm good. Yep. Because I'm tired of losing in Detroit. I'm good. (laughs) All right. Going on to the wide receivers. I'm going to go ahead and start with these ones. I like it. All right. So my buy right now is Cooper Cup. I think right now he... Well, not I think he led the Rams in both targets and receiving yards this Mm -hmm. year. Uh, He outplayed Sammy Watkins, who was healthy for all 16 games throughout the year. Yeah. I think he might have missed parts of one or two, but he was healthy throughout the most of the year. And he had 23 or 24 less catches than Cooper Cup. Uh, Cooper Cup and Jared Goff, they I believe they shared uh, a room when they were dur- or during practice during the offseason. I think so. Um, what's it? Was it mini camp? Training camp? Mini training camp, camp. Training camp, yeah. Training camp. I think they shared a room at training camp. They, they have a bond, and Goff trusts him. Right now, Cooper Cup is Goff's number one weapon. And I think that. Even him, he will never be a wide receiver number one in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He'll never be a number, a top 10 guy. But as a guy that you can start in your flex position every week, I think he is at that level right now where you can start him every week in the flex. And then for my sell, I'm going to sell on Juju. And the reason I'm going to sell on Juju is because everyone else is willing to buy so high on him. That's simple as it is. It's not that I don't like him. I don't have anything against him. I think he's going to be a good number two in Pittsburgh as long as Ben's there and as long as Antonio Brown's there. Mm. But I am hearing some people think that Juju is the successor to Brown. (laughs) Brown still probably has another three or four years of playing as a number one receiver for a team. He's 29 years old. He's probably got another three to four years at minimum. Mm-hmm. Therefore, Juju is not going to be a team's number one receiver unless someone gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but always give me some team's number one versus some other team's number two. Oh, for sure. That's just my personal opinion on that. Dude loves me some Juju. But, uh, Carl, go ahead. All right, so my buy low right now is 
Ty Hilton. T-Y, Ty T- Hilton. T-Y, Ty Hilton. Um, coming off of a fairly down year, as all Indianapolis Colts were. He had about four fantasy-relevant games, I think. Something like that. All year. Um, if he didn't score you 150 yards, he wasn't getting you anything. Right. Um, and so, he's going to have a bounce back here. I just had yeah. this feeling... They're getting a new coach. It might be Josh McDaniels. It might be someone else. But it's going to be someone that's going to be an offensive mind to try and help that offense. But but let's be honest, Carl. What's the real reason why you think T.Y. Holden's going to have a bounce back here? Because Andrew Luck's probably coming back there next year. There you go. That's all you had to say. <laughs> I did put probably in there. I said probably. I understand. His shoulder just miraculously keeps getting hurt. And it just miraculously doesn't seem to heal. You would wonder if that's because he's getting been abused like the redheaded stepchild throughout his entire NFL career. And collegiate career. And collegiate. Well, not as bad as NFL. No, that's true. He, he at least had a running game in college. <laughs> to- hey, Toby Gerhardt, you can tote the rock for a while. Oh, hey, Christian McCaffrey? Like, yeah, yeah. you're fine. Yeah, they, they've had a couple good running backs. They had some good running backs in the past. A few. Tight ends, too. Um, but, yeah, so I... I would buy low on, or I would try and buy on T.Y. Hilton. I think he's going to have a little bit of a bounce back, and th- things are, things will be fine. He'll be yeah, fine. I think he'll be fine next year. It was just a, it was just a rough year. It'll take an, a healthy Andrew Luck, but I think he'll be fine as long as he gets that. Hmm. All right. So my sell high could also be kind of a sell or a buy low. It's um, <laughs> I went with sell high on Julio Jones. I don't blame you. And he could also be considered a buy relatively low. Um, I think it would still take a top three. It, it would. It would take a top three first round pick and then some to buy Julio. But what would it have taken last year at this time? Last year, he barely he had less yards than he had this year. No, he wasn't last year. No, it was two years ago. That was, was his eighteen hundred yard season. He, even so, he was. I mean, people didn't think he was going to have two years in a row like yeah. like that. And so, you you got a guy who people are always saying like he's one of the only he's one of three true number one wide receivers in the NFL, and he has the skill set to do it. But Steve Sarkeesian doesn't. He, he's more of a running guy, and he's more of a short intermediate pass game guy. Yeah, he's he's a West Coast guy, and that's not exactly what Julio Jones's game is. No. Um. So until. They figure out until they figure out how to use Julio Jones in that manner, or Julio Jones can figure out how to get used in that manner. I would try and flip them. Like they, you could you could get solid first round picks for that. You could oh yeah, probably get consecutive first round picks for Julio Jones. Um, you could. I gave up two firsts and a second to get Melvin Gordon this year, and I think Julio is worth more. Mm. Um. I heard a source trying to trade earlier this year. He, uh, source was considering trading Julio Jones, trying to do it straight up for Odell Beckham while Odell Beckham was out. It was going to be during the season, and I'm like, if I had Odell Beckham, I would. If I had Odell Beckham, I would not do that trade. But if I was Julio, if I had Julio Jones, I would love that trade. Yeah, and I mean, yes, it would put you in a bind for that year. But I think Odell Beckham is going to have the higher upside moving forward, even with a new head coach. 
yep. even with a new quarterback, possibly. Like I think, and that you have to look at the age and the history mm-hmm. of the player themselves for sure. So I'm selling high on Julio Jones. Um, lo- I love you, Julio, but it's it's about that time. I agree. I mean, that doesn't mean that he's going to just fall off the map. That means that you think that he's going to get to a point where he's not going to be that number one to three receiver. Right. He's not going to be someone that you're considering taking in the first round. Maybe top 10, maybe top 20 for sure. Oh, yeah. But for the next two to three years, I would say at least. Mm -hmm. But not a guy who could be your number one. Right. Where right now, if you were to say Saquon Barkley or Julio Jones, I'm going to go Saquon. I would also probably go Saquon. I I like the upside. I like, I mean, we don't even know where he's going yet, but yeah, I would probably go Saquon. Oh, do we have to do tight ends? We'll just go through it really quick. Right. Just really quick. All right. So uh, tight ends, I'm buying low on David Njoku. Um, I think you can get him for fairly low. He didn't have a good rookie outing. I mean, O.J. Howard and Evan Ingram were the rookies to oh, have yeah. in the tight end department. However, David, they're getting a new... They're getting an unoffensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, And they've been in talks with Ben McAdoo, actually, uh, former head coach of the New York Giants, who gave Evan Ingram a very good rookie season. Um, And David Njoku, I feel, is more athletically gifted than Evan Ingram. I think Evan Ingram was a better tight end but I think that David Njoku is more is more of an athlete and I think could do more as long as he knows how to catch the ball. Alright, and then uh, my sell for tight end right now is Delaney Walker. Who, he's getting up there in age. Um, yeah. He's very up there in age. He's been a very good serviceable tight end for many years. And since getting to Tennessee. Since, After yeah. leaving San Francisco under the shadow of Vernon Davis, since he's gotten to Tennessee, he has been a top 8 to 10 guy every year. For sure. And I think that... I mean, I think that he can still keep that going for another year or two and be serviceable on a team, but I also think that you could sell him and, you know, get another use... You know, package him up and get, you know, something useful... Yeah, um, even getting a second round pick out of him. Yeah, I I would love a second round pick for yeah. Delaney Walker. Like that on would, both sides, I think that would be very even for sure. Um, you could turn it around and get someone in this upcoming draft, possibly. Um, well, I suppose you definitely would turn around a draft pick to. I think you meant to get a future star at tight end. You are correct. You knew what I meant. I've been drinking. Whatever. Um, so <laughs> it's been a rough day, Carl. It's been a rough day. Rest in peace. Carl home. broke his phone. He dropped his laptop and almost broke that. And that was just in the 20 minutes that I got here. It was in the 20 minutes that you got here. It's, yeah. Today has not been a good day. Um, so you've got some buy lows and sell highs for tight ends. I do. Uh, again, not going to touch very long on them, but my buy right now is going to be Jake Butt. Uh, the Denver Broncos are in a situation where they are going to get a quarterback no matter what this offseason whether it be Kirk Cousins, whether it be in the draft, they're going to get a quarterback. And what's one of a quarterback's best friends to be a, for a young quarterback? I believe that's a tight end. I believe that's a pass-catching tight end. For sure. Now, Jake Butt's not a 4-4 four, four guy. He's not even a 4-5 guy. He's a 4-6-5, 4-7, 8 guy. Hmm. But he okay. is a very reliable pass catcher, and he's a very reliable blocker. 
for sure. Both passing and run blocking. He he would have been the second rated tight end coming out last year had it not been for tearing his ACL and pretty much just having his his rookie year be a redshirt year. Right. Just to get him healthy, get him to learn the playbook. But I think you won't have to give up a lot for Jake Butt. Fourth round pick, maybe third round, late third round pick. But I think it will wind up paying dividends for you. I I wholeheartedly agree. I he's actually someone that I was thinking about targeting this offseason. Um, okay, but he hey Carl, but, nope. Yeah, fair enough. Because I have him. Yeah, so. I, I know. Nope. <laughs> I know. That's yeah. But as, knows, soon as, as maybe we can talk. Yeah, well, let's we'll check. I do have the first overall pick. That's not done. Good. Yeah, nope, nope, nope. That's that was not. A trade I, you off heard of. it live, folks. Carl well, just gave me the number one one for Jake Butt. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right, and then uh, for my sell candidate, it's going to be Greg Olson. He's coming off of a really, really down year. Cam Cam Newton still looks Greg Olson's way, but you got to think that Carolina is kind of strung out against the cap right now. They they need weapons. Greg Olson's 33, 34. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been around the NFL for a while now. He just didn't really come into relevance until he left Chicago. But uh, he is a guy that you could, based on name value, I think you could still get a pretty high price for him. I think with the with a right team, let's say a contender needs a tight end, maybe that maybe that team that just won your dynasty league has Antonio Gates as their number one tight end, and they have kind of a fledgling middle of the road guy that has been a placeholder, like a Cameron Brait. Let's say they had a Cameron Brait this year, and they made it to the playoffs with Cameron Brait as their number one tight end. Yeah. One, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> and two... They were streaming other guys. He's going to be gone after this year. So why not try to get a young guy or maybe get an elder veteran like Greg Olson maybe give up your 10th overall pick for him? Yeah, that's... I mean, I don't I don't know that you could sell Greg Olson that high, but it's not a bad... like If you could... Awesome. Yeah. But he is getting up there. I don't know how long he will still be in that top tight end consideration. Maybe another year or two. Maybe another year. But but it gives that team a, a chance to repeat. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think he's good for another year. That's about, that's about yep. it. All right, and that's all I have to say for the tight ends. Carl, do you want to move on to fun facts, and then we'll get on out of here? Yeah, let's let's skip the rookie talk for tonight, and we'll, we'll go another... Um, oh cool. God! Oh God! He's back. Fun. Fun. Get some fun facts. Fun. Tell me some facts, Zach. All right. Uh, we don't have too many this week, but uh, Devonta Freeman has scored a touchdown in each of his first five career playoff games. Oh my. The only other players since 1970 to open their careers with more consecutive playoff games with a touchdown are Terrell Davis and Marcus Allen, who had seven apiece. Wow. Terrell Davis had seven, seven, seven touchdowns in his, or seven touchdowns in his first career, seven or his first career, five playoff games. Huh? Um, the Patriots are seven and oh, when, or sorry, no eight and oh, when Dion Lewis has over 100 scrimmage yards. Yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, you be the Titans. Don't get too excited. Oh, good for you. <laughs> it's not like... Team doing? 
Uh-huh. My team has your ex backup quarterback of the future. And my team's in the NFC championship game. Yeah, they are. Yes, they um, are. Only two players have more receiving touchdowns in the playoffs than Rob Gronkowski. Oh, go ahead. Um, Jerry Rice. Yep, that's one of them. And uh, Don Beebe. I don't know why I said Don Beebe instead of Andre Reid. I don't know either. Is it Andre Reid? No. Buffalo Bills? No. No. Reggie Wayne? No. It's John Stallworth. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Um, and then here we go in more Patriots facts. Tom Brady now has 10 career playoff games with three or more passing touchdowns, and he passed up Joe Montana, who had nine for the most in the Super Bowl era. Because, of course, he did. Because, of course, he did. In this one, this is funny. The most rushing touchdowns at Heinz Field this year. Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, three. Leonard Fournette four. <laughs> I knew that one as soon as you said it. Leonard Fournette in two games at Heinz Field has more <laughs> rushing touchdowns than Le'Veon Bell did in nine. It's so good. It's so good. All right, that's all I've got for the fun facts today, folks. All right, folks, we've uh, we've all had a rough day. We've all had a rough weekend. Some of us had some roller coasters that we went on and a fun ride. <laughs> Let's enjoy the rest of the uh, let's enjoy the rest of the NFL playoffs, and after the playoffs, we get into that uh, that beautiful beautiful draft season. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! All right. Uh, good luck, Vikings or Eagles fans, and uh, good luck, Jacksonville fans. That's it. That's all the luck. That's all, those that's are all, all the luck. luck. That's all the luck. Bye. All right, deuces. <laughs>